Hit music continues on spin now very shortly, but right now it is time to chat all things comedy. Our next guest is an international TV star, a comedian, and most recently you would have seen him light up our TV screens wearing fake tan and some sequin. And unfortunately, his journey has come to an end, but uh, we've got to commend him on his incredible, incredible dancing on our TV screens recently. Neil Delamere, thank you so much for joining us and taking the time this morning to chat with us on spin. It's an absolute pleasure. Yes, I am no longer besequent, bedecked with sequins anymore. But I have to say, it's a tremendously enjoyable experience. I didn't think I'd enjoy it as much as I did and discovered some hitherto um, undiscovered dancing skills, mainly due to uh, dancing with someone who's an incredible dancer and a very patient teacher, Kylie Vincent. So it was it was really good fun. I was sickened for you because you were actually very good and you'd been getting good scores as well. So like, is part of you a bit raging that it's all over? Yeah, absolutely. Would have loved to have done a couple of more dances. I had my, my eye on a couple of dances. I, I had my eye on the tango, which was going to be next. Because in my head, if somebody said to you, what's what's their ballroom dancing? It's sent of a woman. It's Al Pacino in that scene where he does a bit of dancing. And it's it's the it's the tango. And then there was jive, hopefully. And I would have loved to have learned a jive because my parents used to jive when they met in the 50s and the 60s. So um, another couple of weeks would have been lovely. We were surprised because we did really well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Kylie's an extraordinary dancer and um, we were getting we got 22 for the charleston we got a uh, 18 i think for the um, cha-cha-cha which is the last day so we were mid leaderboard and we were like okay we should be okay here but what ha- it's a really dangerous place i didn't realize this but apparently it's quite a dangerous place because people think you're safe and they go um i might save somebody else because i think they're not safe so you get you kind of get this weird situation where actually it's quite a dangerous place to be or so i'm told or so we discovered so um yeah i would have loved to have done a couple of more weeks but i don't i don't know how much longer we would have lasted than that there's some extraordinary dancers in it but uh, it it was it was really great fun to do because you're so nervous. People would say to you, "Oh, you'd be grand." You know, you do gigs in front of thousands of people. It doesn't compare. It's it's an entirely different experience. And for the first, the first show in particular, like uh, terribly nervous on the Friday and the Saturday, not too bad on the Sunday. But you just have to get out of your own head and, and trust the fact that the steps are in your kind of in your body. You know. Yeah, for sure. Firstly, I love how you're low-key blaming the voters there. You're like, sound, if you actually voted, I'd still be there. That's sickening. But That's not even low-key blaming the voters. That's <laughs> fully blaming totally the voters. Blaming. <laughs> we were we did our job. Oh. We were entirely safe. And yeah. if, if the amount of people who came up to me afterwards and on Twitter and Facebook went, you were robbed, if they had voted, I'd be like, why didn't you vote? Exactly. But anyway, look, what can you do, Irish people? Um, but I want to ask you, Neil, about the dancing because like, I think that... Every celebrity who's taking part in the show, right, is obviously a high achiever in their own right. They've got really successful careers. So, like, it has to be very competitive between you. And I'd imagine we're like, oh, you were robbed, Neil. Like, you're really good. Hard luck that you're gone. But probably delighted that they're still there. Is there serious competition? Uh, I th- I think people are absolutely you're you're delighted that you're still there. I mean, when Kathy went the first week, you're like, well, I don't think she deserved to go. But of course, you're like, brilliant. I'm here for another week. It is it's it it's competition and an ace in the competition because you know there are some weird vagaries. There are there are people who get higher scores that go, and people who get lower scores that stay. So, in terms of it being a competition, um, because you can't affect all of it. It's not that much of a competition, if you know what I mean. It is very, very supportive because there are 12 people who have never danced before and they're going out to dance on national television in front of half a million people live. 
like I've been nervous doing comedy life, never mind doing uh, do dancing life. So the only people who kind of understand that are the other people on the show. So it's very collegiate. It's very, it's very collaborative. And like, for example, I danced with Kylie Vincent and Kylie Vincent's husband, Stephen, is dancing with Ellen. So we would see a lot of each other in the in the studio when we were practicing stuff and they would dance in front of us and we would dance in front of them and we would give them tips and all that sort of stuff. Well, you know, the dancers <laughs> would give each other tips. I wouldn't give tips. <laughs> Um, and, and Ellen wouldn't give tips, but it is more it is more collaborative than you might think, certainly at the early stages. I, I can't speak to, to what will happen when there's four people left. Tell us a little bit about the dancing. You mentioned there earlier on that, uh, you know, you're you're obviously used to performing on big stages in front of big audiences. What's the difference when, you know, you're still performing in front of a big audience, but you're doing it maybe completely out of your comfort zone? I don't get nervous doing stand up and I... I know if it goes wrong, I know the avenues to correct it and I know I can get back and I can even comment on the fact that it's gone wrong, get a laugh from that. And there are kind of no rules. Dancing is, I've never done it before. I've never done anything approaching it before. You don't know the effect that the adrenaline will have on your body because the adrenaline is unbelievable. So even one that we were doing, we're doing this um, Ghostbusters uh, dance and I have a backpack on, right? And so the sequence of events was you slide along the floor, you stand up, you do some steps, you take off the backpack, you do some more steps. And I had such adrenaline in the rehearsal I got up off the floor, took off the backpack immediately, so didn't do the steps. And then all that was left to do was take off an imaginary backpack, which I had already taken off. So you're trying to control the adrenaline in in your body as well as everything else and hoping that you just don't go blank and trying to trust yourself that the steps are in your body. So it's an entirely different experience than something that you've done for years and something that you're quite comfortable with. Same, Same way that you are broadcasting to thousands of people but might be more nervous doing doing the dancing, you know? It's funny, isn't it? How you can improv in comedy because it's something you're so used to. But for dancing, you're like, you freeze probably. Yeah, yeah. Now, luckily, nobody has. Nobody of yeah. the 12 has frozen so far. And um, um, I think that's testament to not only them themselves, but their pros, because the pros have given them dances within the level of ability of their their um, contestant, shall we say. So that's that's... That's a testament to them, I think, as well. But like, there's, I'm, I'm delighted we got to do certain dances. I would have not liked to have done three or four shows and not done a Charleston because the Charleston's a big goofy swivel dance with lifts and cartwheels and all that sort of crack. Like, did a cartwheel on national television? Never did a cartwheel before in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, so so many people were giving you like a lot of a slagging on on Twitter. You know, a lot of your fellow comedians in Ireland, they were like, "Oh, this is going to be gas." Were they, a lot of people I think were, you know, swallowing back their words and they were like, he's actually not bad. Yeah, I, I'm kind of reasonably fit. I do a little bit of training here and there. So I wasn't worried about that level of it. But I was, I, I didn't know, my, my parents could dance and my brothers and sisters can dance, like in a nightclub, you know. Um, so uh, I got a text from a few of them. Um, uh, in a night, But like some people can't, or if they can hear, they can't move their limbs in time to it. Um so there, I got a few texts, people going, Jesus, <laughs> fair, fair play to you. That was kind of important to me, though. I didn't when I when I did it, I wanted to do it as well as I could. I didn't I don't think I would have enjoyed it as much as I did if we were going out there and getting hammered by the judges and getting twos and threes. I think it, I think I would have like, oh, I just don't want to do this anymore. So that's one of the reasons that we were kind of a bit like, oh, no, we're not going to get to do a couple more weeks. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I have to say 
if you ever get a chance to do anything like this, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Yeah, deadly. Well, look, you did everyone proud, Neil, and it's a shame that you're out for next week. But uh, I said that would be the last question, but we better ask you the question everyone wants to know, and that is who you tip to go on to win, because the competition is unreal. Like, personally, I love Erica, and I also love Ellen. I think the girls are very strong this year. They are very strong, yeah. Um, I think Nina Carberry you can throw into the mix there as well. Nina Carberry did an incredible rumba, and uh, rumba, I'm told, is an extremely difficult dance. Um... And my pro partner, when she saw her finish her dance, went, wow. And the pros don't go, wow. That's really rare. Um, So I think Nina, um, Eric is a great dancer, but she's, she started off a super dancer. So I I wonder, will people be as invested? If she's just brilliant every single week, does she bring the people along? You know, in terms of the story, how interesting is the story is she's fabulous. She's, you know, extremely charismatic. She's mesmeric to watch but Nina might be a more interesting story for people to go she can do these dances amazingly well I was I was surprised she's a lovely human being um uh she's so her balance is incredible so I don't know she could be a dark horse you know Nina no pun intended yeah absolutely. no pun intended um- <laughs> very good well look uh, Neil before we let you go obviously you're on Spin Southwest to chat about the fact that you're back on the road and that is with your comedy tour your brand new tour it actually starts tonight I should mention we'll have pre-recorded this chat by the time it aired on uh, Wednesday February 2nd and you were just about to take to the stage tonight and kick off uh, Liminal is the name of your tour a word I actually had to Google before this um, maybe I don't read enough tell us a little bit about how it feels I guess to be back on a stage in front of a live audience it's it's been very strange, um, because I've been allowed to do gigs in full capacity in Northern Ireland, obviously for the last uh, a couple of months, and so it was kind of weird that we had this situation where you were only allowed to do fifty percent down here, and you had to start at six o'clock, and it 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 felt just very odd. Whereas now it's just suddenly it's full throttle. It's I've got four or five gigs this week where you know the tour starts now meaningfully from now till the end of. Um, April and I'm doing Vicar Street and Cork Opera House and Sheem Satira and Kerry and Glore and Ennis and all the places I would have played before. Um, and it's just great to be back because I missed it. I really did miss it hugely. Um, and there's been, it's been a, the first year was nothing was happening. So it's hard to come up with material. But since then, I've done Dance with the Stars and Ireland's Fittest Families, which was a massive adventure as well in its, in its own way. Um, so I'm just looking forward to getting back on a stage in amongst the people and um, talking about the random stuff that's happened to me in the last year. Yeah, I think people are looking forward to listening to that as well. And like, do you think that people are more willing than ever to have a good laugh at their own expense? Because we've been through the ringer now and you know the way Irish people are great at like finding humour in darker situations? We're good at that. Do you think we're ready now to laugh or oh God, yeah. I think we were we were ready to laugh in the midst of it. It was a massive release valve, I think. And from the gigs I've done and like of kind of our man Belfast in the last while, um, even though the audience was fully masked, it they were they were they came ready. They were oven ready when we when we started the gig. Like the warm up guy didn't have to warm them up. They were delighted to be out again. They were delighted to be back. Um participating in life like it was before the pandemic so hopefully we'll get the benefit of that until the cynicism the natural begrudgery and cynicism of Irish people kicks in again in about May just just when my tour starts to end that, that that'll be fine but for the moment I think people are just like is this behind us fingers crossed it is behind us and there's this massive relief and it makes us 
I think it makes us not take for granted anymore what, what, what we were allowed to do for all of our lives, you know. So broadly speaking, I think people are in a very positive frame of mind now, hopefully. We're in that nice honeymoon period between now and the summer, hopefully. Absolutely. And the good news is you can now go to a comedy gig and then go to a nightclub after. So if they're lucky enough, Neil, they might even grab you for a dance after your comedy gig and uh, they get maybe two for one. <laughs> as long as as long as I have a world champion telling me exactly what steps to do in the nightclub in a South African accent. Well, then absolutely. I would rule nothing out. I, I think there's a couple of, there's a couple more dances in me and I'm going to I think I might throw them in at a couple of venues. We we'll just have to figure out which venues they will happen at. There you go. Well, hopefully at the venue that you'll be watching Neil Delamere live on the stage, you can check out tickets at neildelamere.com. He is playing Ennis on February 25th, Leash March 11th, and then down to Kerry, Sheem Sathira on March 12th. Neil Delamere, thank you so much for taking the time to chat, chat, chat with us on Cincinnati. I'm so sorry. Very good. I'm, I'm actually, frankly, disappointed it didn't come in earlier. <laughs> I know I was saving it for the end, you know, the piece de la resistance. Thank you so much and the very best of luck with your tour liminal. Thanks, Louise. Louise.